Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And today it is just us, and we have some news for you that we will share. Yes, we have an announcement. But first, this episode is brought to you by Knight, the makers of our favorite pillow, the silk face mask that we can't get enough of, and more. We'll tell you more about them later in the episode, but you can take 20% off almost everything on their site at discoverknight.com with code BAD on paper. Let's do some quick highs and lows. Tell me your high, Grace. So I went up to High Hampton, which is in the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina, with four of my girlfriends this weekend. And it was so nice. It was just like so restorative and so beautiful. It was nice to get some colder weather. Like, I mean, here, like the low at 50 or 60. So it's just not very cold. And I don't like winter. I don't like being cold, but it was kind of like a novelty. So it was fun. And, you know, also I'm like the new friend, the friends that I went with, they've all been friends for like 15 years. And I was very nervous, like, cause I'm kind of a neurotic traveler. Like I have my quirks. Like I, I do get, know that. I do know you know, that you know what it's like to travel with me. I mean, and in the car, I get car sick. I and it was like very windy roads. I like to have my own room if we're traveling together. I didn't know what the housing situation was going to be like. My friend Molly was like, yeah, I got a room. And I was like a room like but I didn't want to like badger her. I was just so happy to be invited. So I was like, you will just suck it up and you will take a sleeping pill if you can't sleep like you will not be a brat. You will just go on the trip and we get there and the room was a whole cottage. And so we all had our own bedrooms. We had our own bathrooms like my room had a tub. It was so luxurious and so nice. And it was also like. I think I think it was a good like bonding experience because like I love these women, but they're new friends. I mean, except Chastity, who I've known forever, but it was great. We had the best time. It looked very cozy cabin vibes of like, did you go outside a lot or were you just staying in? We went outside a lot, but like not for very long. Like we did a lot of walks, but then it was like the walk was always followed by like a cocktail or like sitting inside. The big reason we were there was Molly led this cocktail workshop of spicy cocktail making. Um, the the property has been bringing in like different tastemakers to lead classes and things throughout the, the winter. And she owns a really cool hot sauce company called Red Clay. And she led this workshop and the workshop was completely packed. Like we had to pull over extra chairs because we were just the friends like there to support Molly. Um, and it was totally sold out and she did such a good job. And the cocktails were delicious. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, it was really fun. What is your high? I have two highs. So first of all, on Friday night, I had my friend Allie over for dinner. And this isn't quite my New Year's resolution of wanting to have dinner parties, but it was just so nice. I forgot how much I love cooking for other people and making something new and fun. You do. You're so good at it. I miss your meals. I I really love it. I just, I feel more pleasure in cooking for other people than I do in cooking just for myself. It feels like a chore if it's just for myself versus I will put in unlimited effort to cook for somebody that I love. I made this really delicious recipe from New York Times Cooking and it was their chicken Provençal. Grace, you should add this to your recipe to make list. It was so good and so easy. Okay, I will. That sounds like right up my alley. I like easy. It was good. It takes a little bit of time. I think it takes like an hour and 15 minutes to cook, but it's like hand. You just have to baste it once in the middle. It's not difficult. Okay. That sounds right up my alley. It was so good. Um, And then the second thing, I guess this is kind of a continuation from last week. I said that I was breaking my self-imposed quarantine. I didn't. It ended up being a blizzard and I didn't go anywhere all weekend. But this weekend, I am. I'm actually going to go up to Boston for the weekend for one of my best friend's baby showers. And I'm so excited. Oh, that's so nice. I was talking to my friend Elizabeth last night on the phone about what we were going to do while I was there. And I was like, no pressure, but I haven't eaten in a restaurant in a month and a half. So just letting you know. Yeah. So there's high expectations. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Good. What about lows? Um, I also have two lows. One is very silly. They moved the today button on Google Calendar. And not to be dramatic, but it's ruining my week. Mine doesn't look any different. It used to be on the top left, and now it's kind of in the middle. Mine's in the top left. Okay, so maybe I'm part of some beta or something, but mine is in the middle, and it like... I just ran over to look and I'm like, mine's not changed. 
for the past 24 hours, every time I'm on my calendar, I like go to click the wrong place. It's so crazy how ingrained it is as like muscle memory where it should be. And it is really messing with my life. Oh, that's terrible. That gives me hope that yours isn't like that, that maybe I'm in some beta and hopefully it will be unsuccessful. Yes, I hope so for your sake. So that's my silly one. And then my real one is I'm having one of those weeks where I'm feeling just pulled in a million different directions. It feels like this week between work, consulting work, between my book, rom-com pods, and this podcast, like everything has something that needs attention simultaneously. And I'm a little bit struggling this week. Like it's not bad, but I just, it's the worst part of consulting where when you work a nine to five, or in my experience, when I've worked a nine to five, things are inherently prioritized because everything is to the same cause versus when you work for yourself and you have different projects. I'm like, uh, 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 everything needs something right now. So I'm just having a a busy week where everything is competing for me and I'm struggling a little bit. I hear that. Yeah. So that's me. What about your low? Honestly, not much. I'm having a pretty easy week. I will tell you I woke up with I told you this earlier today, so it's not new news, but listeners, I woke up with the worst period cramps like that I've had in years. And Oof. I just was like, like I've I've always had bad cramps, but they've actually been like not bad more recently. And today they were not good. So that was that was pretty foul. But otherwise I'm I'm doing great. That's always such a day ruiner. I feel like my period is pretty regular, but it sometimes it's not down to the day where I can't predict which day will be my crampy day. And you're yeah. like, oh, I'm a full day. And all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, oh, day ruined. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. Well, let's take a quick ad break to talk about night. So they are the makers of the pillow that we sleep with every night and the face mask that I reach for most. I am also so obsessed with their scrunchies and their sleep eye masks. First, I want to talk about the face masks. So I find their face masks so much more comfortable and breathable than other masks. And they are my go-to whenever I have to wear a mask for a long stretch of time, like if I'm on a plane. And I love the smart design. They have adjustable ear loops and they have a nose clip so I can make sure they fit snug, but they're still breathable. And best of all, these masks are made of 100% mulberry silk, which is hypoallergenic. So they help keep your skin clear and prevent maskne. But the big news here is that Knight has marked down all of their masks by 50% and you can stack our 20% discount on top of that with code BADONPAPER to get their silk masks for just $22, which is such a steal. They come in six beautiful colors, black, blush pink, gunmetal, navy, emerald, and champagne, and are beloved by Hollywood heavy hitters like Gigi Hadid, Adele, Hailey Bieber, Priyanka Chopra, and more. I want to talk about the pillow, though, because I have had this pillow since before we even had the podcast, and it is the best. I remember, I still remember when I tried it for the first time, like, I was staying at a girlfriend's house and I was just like, what is that? Because it is truly the perfect pillow. What I like about it is that it is so supportive. So if you flip around in the middle of the night, like I tend to sleep on my back, my stomach and my side in at any given time and mostly my stomach. But it is just it's supportive and it doesn't turn into like a flat little pancake if you move around. I will tell you, I think the t- real testament is that last year when I moved to Charleston for six weeks, I did not have room in my suitcase to take a pillow. And I was living in this like fully furnished Airbnb and I stole the pillow, my mom's night pillow for six weeks and gave it back to her. I just, I truly like cannot sleep without this thing. It's the best pillow ever. So if you want to try either of these products, go to www.discovernight.com today and use code BADONPAPER, all one word, for 20% off of pillows, masks, and more. And remember that their masks are already 50% off and you can stack our discount code on top of that. Again, that's discovernight.com. Use code BADONPAPER for 20% off. Okay. So we have an announcement. This is like, (laughs) you and I have talked about this so much now behind the scenes. It feels very scary to say it out loud, but um, I am leaving the podcast. Um, Effective end of my last episode will be at the end of March. So you're still stuck with me for several more episodes. I think like seven or eight. I, I can't count. This is something I've agonized over. I don't want this to be dramatic and sad. I want it to be, this is a new direction for the podcast. And this is, the podcast is going in 
I think I, I mean, I'm going to become a listener. Like I'm not really leaving. I'll still be cheering along from the sidelines, but yeah, it feels dramatic and heavy and I don't want it to be. Well, I'll get into a little bit of the why um, as we talk. I'm like, oh, I'm starting to like, <laughs> my breath is speeding up and I'm getting nervous. But, um, you know, I think the biggest thing was this fear of letting Becca down, letting our listeners down, feeling like I was abandoning you guys, feeling like I was abandoning my friend. I mean, the reality is, is that Becca and I talk every day. I mean, thanks to Wordle. And we got to compare our Wordle scores (laughs) in the morning. I'm literally all over the internet as it is with my blog and my Instagram. So I'm truly not going anywhere, but I am stepping back from this one project. I'm really sad that you're leaving, but the thing that makes me feel better is that you are fully stuck with me for life as a friend. So even though some of our conversations will not be documented for posterity, you're not getting out of this friendship. No, never. And like (laughs) I said, that was like the main reason. Like I've been thinking about this for a while. And, you know, I think you kept like I first expressed some doubts to you, I guess, this fall. And you were kind of like, so where's your head at? And I was like, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to change my mind. Like I'm going <laughs> to, and it didn't. And I was just really felt so worried about letting you down. Like I was ditching you or like it would have this repercussion on our friendship, but it doesn't. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think at the end of the day, the podcast is this business, this wonderful business that we built together. You know, one of us wants to keep doing it and one of us does not. So we're just trying to figure out the most supportive way to go about that. I mean, it's definitely scary. So the podcast will continue on and we'll tell you a little bit more about that in this episode and then more to come on that. But it's definitely scary for me to take it on alone. Like it's something we started together. And I don't know, I I guess this makes it sound like I'm using you for for your following, but it's like (laughs) I feel like a lot of people came to the podcast originally to listen because they cared about you. They followed you on Instagram. They read your blog. And that's how they ended up here. And so it feels really scary to take it over without you because it's like, will anyone care? Will everyone go away? No, they absolutely won't. I brought them here. But, you know, I am I still see like when I, whenever I ask people where they found me, a lot of times it's through the podcast. And I think also like the people who I did bring over, it's like when you introduce a new best friend to the group, it's like oh, and this is my best friend. And then you become best friends with the new friends and everyone's friends. And just because I'm, it's like you're hanging out with the new, the friends without me, but we all still love each other. Listener, listener, you are the friends that are, that we're talking about. You are the friends. (laughs) You are, you are my friends that I shared with Becca, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Yeah. And a lot of you didn't have any idea of my blog or Instagram before this. So yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's definitely daunting, and it has crossed my mind and made me very trepidatious. Is that a word? I don't know. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm not in the business of – I don't want to force anyone to do anything that they don't want to do. And, you know, if it's not making you happy and it's not how you want to spend your time, like, I totally respect that you need to take a step back. Like, at the end of the day, you need to look out for – your best interest. And so, you know, I get that it it wasn't a decision that was come too lightly. You texted me this morning that you were crying while you were writing the outline, which I really appreciated. Like it's not I was, something I was that so sad. it's not it's not like I I wasn't breezy about this. Yeah, it wasn't a breezy decision. Um and you know, I just think over the past 12 years, like I have just kept adding things to my plate and like at one point I did quit my job and take that off of my plate, but it's like, oh, and you know, now it's like Instagram. Now there's stories. Now there's reels. Now there's DMs, like things that didn't exist back then. Now there's, then I decided to add a podcast, an email newsletter. And each one of those things just keeps getting more and more elaborate and difficult. Like Instagram just takes up so much more time than it used to be. Like it used to be just this thing I used to support my blog and now it's its own little channel. Um, I think that like there's a little bit of creative burnout that comes with being a content creator. And I, I always say that like blogging and Instagram and all of this isn't hard work, but it's a lot of work. And there's this special type of burnout that comes with creating new, interesting content that comes around yourself when it's like everything is about you. 
I know I talked to you and also Lindsay about this, but I have this envy over people who have been able to build successful brands that aren't about them. So like you with Romcom Pods and Lindsay with Hotel Lobby Candle and Liz Adams with Olive Lane. And I don't know, I'm not saying I'm going to go and do one of these things. Right now I'm clearing things off of my calendar because I want to feel a little bit bored and kind of explore like what what I want to come next. Like my also I'm not stepping away from influencing. Like I love like blogging and my newsletter I find to be so restorative. Instagram I have a complicated relationship with, but it is my such a huge important part of my livelihood and paying my bills and all of that. So it I'll I'll be on Instagram for the foreseeable future. Um but I just think it's just like you keep adding all of this stuff and it's all about you and it has to be interesting. And sometimes I just don't really have anything to say. Like I went into the holiday break and like I kind of didn't want to talk to anyone. I was just tired of talking about myself. And it sounds silly because like it is a part of my job, but I just think it it feels very draining. And even in podcasting, like I was talking about this with my girlfriends at lunch day. Like you are such a gifted podcaster. Like you can turn around questions so quickly when we're interviewing people and you are just, you're very quick and fast and conversational. Whereas like, and I'm not saying this to be self-deprecating because I, I like my personality and I like how I am, but I'm more of a, like a little bit more of a quiet person. Like in a conversation with my friends, I typically prefer to be the one listening versus talking. Like I just... I don't talk a ton unless you like ask me and I, or I have like really strong, you know, you'll know when I have strong opinions about something, but I just think, um, it got to a point where it felt draining. Sometimes I felt like I was like acting, like I was like performing for an hour and it wasn't filling my cup anymore, which, you know, it makes me sad. I wanted this to change and I want, I didn't want to feel this way, but I did. And you've been so incredibly supportive and I'm so grateful for that. I feel like you're being hard on yourself saying that I have a natural aptitude for this. I think that you have a have like a natural inquisitiveness and like, I don't know, like you build rapport with people. I don't think that you're I think everyone's always a harsher judge of themselves. Like I will listen back to the podcast sometimes and I will hear myself use so many crutch words and I will die inside about how inarticulate I sound. And so I think everyone just notices the flaws about themselves much more readily than the flaws about others. You know, I never really gave a lot of thought to how I was as a conversationalist or what my voice even sounded like or any of this until we had a podcast. Like I just, it wasn't something I even think thought about or how much I say like or crutch words to your point. It's made me very critical of myself, even more critical, I would say, than having your picture taken and like having to see like pictures of yourself at all your ugliest angles. Oh, that's really interesting. I've definitely gotten over the sound of my own voice where, you know, when you hear yourself on your voicemail message or a really long time ago on an answering machine and you're like, oh, that's what I sound like. I've totally gotten over the sound of my own voice. The crutch words thing is real, though, that I still notice and cringe at. Yeah, I cringe at a lot of what I say and (laughs) what comes out of my mouth. (laughs) But, you know, it's I often just think I have such brilliant (laughs) insights in my head and I just like can't get them out when I'm talking. Well, whereas when I'm writing something, I'm I'm much more of an articulate writer. Well, with Um, writing, you also get to go back over it and edit. Yes, you do. Whereas with talking, it's once it's out of your mouth, it's out of your mouth. (laughs) But yeah, I'm very sad. But again, you guys, we have seven more episodes. This is truly not a breakup with you. It's not a breakup with our listeners because hopefully you'll still continue to follow on social media and read my blog and all of that. But um, it it does feel really hard. And we're going to talk after a break about some of our favorite memories of the podcast. But it's hard to walk away from something that people really like and feel like you're letting people down. Um, But it also, I know in my heart that it's the right decision for me. I'm going to miss you a lot, Grace. I mean, this has been such a wonderful... I feel like we've become closer friends through this. Just ha- not that we weren't friends before it, but I feel like having a weekly touch base and like having time with you every week to talk. And I feel like the forced reflection on like what's going on in our lives sometimes makes the conversations deeper than if we just called each other and like gossiped about, you know, other friends or yes. <laughs> random things. Yes, totally. So I will miss that. I think 
I need to make an effort. I'm not a phone person to be a better to be a better random caller and to just like or maybe we'll schedule phone calls like we schedule the podcast. We can we can do that. We can keep the block on the calendar. <laughs> but I mean, I'm grateful to you in this as well because you've been so gracious about, you know, I think one of the first things you said to me when you brought this up is like if you want to keep doing it, you should keep doing it. And like there isn't some I don't even know what our business is worth on paper, you know. It's like <laughs> it feels like I don't know if it's worth my, I mean, it's worth a lot emotionally, but yeah, I don't know about financially. But there's no like, it was no like, you need to buy me out of this business or, you know, there was no like power struggle of like, well, I want to talk to my lawyer. You don't. Yeah. Like it was like here, the chocolate factory is yours now. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm grateful about that. And it's, it's interesting. Like I've discovered so much about myself through this podcast. Like turns out I'm a pod person. I, You're a great, you are a pod person. You said some, sorry to cut you off, but you said something in your story where someone was asking you if you would be more of an Insta, active on Instagram or something. And you're like, no, I like my two podcasts. And I was like, they, we hadn't made the decision yet, but I was thinking, I like my blog. Yeah, like I I like this medium. And, and honestly, this has opened up so many doors for me and, and created so many changes in my life that I couldn't have anticipated if you asked me to write a really detailed five-year plan when we first started this podcast. Like, I've made so many friends. I I have had so much fun. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have started rom-com pods. I don't know if I would be writing a book if not for this. So this experience has taken my life in so many unexpected and great directions. And like, I'm not done with the ride yet. Like, hopefully yeah. I don't burn this thing into the ground. But you even won't. even if I do, like, I'm not ready to leave the party yet. No, and I'm glad you're not leaving the party. And I will be listening and I will be cheering from the sidelines. Wait, can we tell them the fun news? Yeah, you're probably wondering. You've probably listened to all this and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me tell me what happens next. So um, it's bittersweet because we're losing Grace. But I am really excited because my new co-host is going to be Olivia Mentor. And you might know Olivia from Instagram. Um, you might know her because she was a past guest who came on the podcast, and we talked a lot about candles in October of 2020. Uh, she was also a guest at our Philly Live show. And I'm really excited for her to be my new co-host. I think she's going to bring some new energy and also, I don't know, like I'm excited because we have a lot in common, but we also have a lot not in common, which I think is yes. interesting. Like. She lives in Philly. She's she's five years younger than me. I'm going to be the older person on the podcast now, Grace. Are you ready for it? No. No. She's married. She has different reading tastes than me. She's the resident thriller connoisseur, so she's taking over that mantle from Grace. She's, but you need that balance. I know. You need the balance. She's a journalist. She's a dog owner. So we have a lot of things that are different about us. But then I also think that like we have a lot in common, too. Like We're both writing our first book right now. We're both big readers. We're both really goal-oriented. I think we have a lot of like crossover interests in terms of pop culture and in terms of like the things that we would watch. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think our... You know, we have a good Venn diagram overlap, but it's not completely two circles on top of each other. Yeah, I tried to be like a good um, as I was like telling Becca, I didn't I was certain that I didn't want to do it anymore. I was like, but I have some ideas for future co-hosts. And I was obviously like not going to try and be like, you should do this thing. But I just wanted to give you some ideas. And in my head, Olivia was my first choice. So I'm glad that you guys decided to do that. Yeah, Olivia was Grace's suggestion. I had kind of a list of people that I thought, but nobody was quite right. And when Grace said Olivia, I was like, yes. And I'm so happy. She's the first person that I reached out to about this. Like, it wasn't like I went down a list and like Olivia was <laughs> Olivia, seven. Olivia, you were the fifth choice. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, well, have you actually heard that in Devil Wears Prada, that Anne Hathaway was like the 10th choice or something? No. Do we know who the first choice was? Yes. There's articles about it. I can't remember, but it was like they went through every big actress in Hollywood before Anne Hathaway, and I think she knew it, too. Oh. Um, but anyway, this is not like that at all. Olivia was the our first choice, blessed by both of us. I'm excited. Yeah. I feel like when we had Olivia on, I was like, do you want to be a part of the podcast forever? Like She brought like, that up, too. She said she... Yeah. I feel like we said that. I need to go back and re-listen to that episode. 
we did. So she said that when she was considering whether or not she was going to say yes to taking this on, she went back and she listened to the episode that we recorded together. And I guess in it, I, I didn't listen to it again, but she said that we were like, you should just be our third co-host. And she was like, it's kind of ironic that now this is maybe happening. Yeah. That episode was so funny. I don't even, I remember we talked a lot about candles and Bath and Body Works, but I just remember like bell, my belly hurt from laughing afterwards. She's so funny. She's so funny and weird in a good way. Yeah. And not in a like trying to be funny way. Like it's never like, sometimes like comedians can be like, just like a little bit try hard funny. She's just naturally organically so funny. Yeah. And she's somebody that I've, I've thought in my head that I've wanted to get to know more. And so I'm excited to do this with her because I feel like I'll be getting to know her in real time versus you and I had such an established friendship outside of this podcast. And there was Mm -hmm. a lot that was happening off air. Like even, even now when you were like, I have bad cramps. Becca already knows this. You know, it's yeah. like there's a lot of text messages exchanged and like updates that are happening offline versus I I feel like I'm coming into this a little fresher with Olivia because yeah. we don't have that friendship. So I'm excited to get to know her more too. Yeah, I think that it's going to be really great. Yeah, we – I can't tell you too much yet because I don't know too much yet. But um, Honestly, even the process of brainstorming has been really fun and exciting with her. She's just like bringing a lot of fresh energy to the, to the show. Um, we're, we're still going to have our book club, but I do want it to feel like our thing and not just my thing. That's something that I have tried to – I've probably over-communicated to her in a way that she's like, what are you hiding? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like stating this too many times that like, are you a monster? Um <laughs> But I I do really want it to be our thing. So there might be some changes, but hopefully they're good changes. And, you know, if you have feedback about what you would like to see or, oh gosh, if you have feedback about what you like and don't like, maybe just hold it for a week because this is an emotional week and I don't know if I have the capacity for it. But I do want to hear from you about what what you all want to see from the next iteration of the podcast. So, you know, our inbox is always open, badonpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would say email is probably better than DMs, but yeah, that's the update. Yeah. So again, you guys, I'm not gone yet. You've got seven more episodes with me. I don't like holding in secrets. Like I've known this since I've known for sure since the holiday break when Becca and I like sat down and really talked about it. I've been holding this in and I hate that. Like, so I didn't want to tell you guys like a month out or something. We wanted to let you know now and get you excited because I think I really do think this is such a good thing. And that, I mean, if you don't know Olivia already, you're going to love her. And also, I just think Becca has such a gift for podcasting. That's so nice of you. Oh, and we're going to do an episode with the three of us, too, at sometime in March. So you'll get all three of us together. Yes, it'll be like that. We Maybe we can talk about spring candles. I don't know. Oh, I actually would really <laughs> love that. Yeah. Should we take a quick ad break before we do some reminiscing? Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk to you about pros. So I'm not a believer that when the new year rolls around, you need to change your whole entire life. But one easy change that you might want to make in 2022 is your shampoo and conditioner. So by now, you've probably heard me rave about pros, the world's most personalized hair care. But in case you haven't, I want to tell you about the incredible results I've seen with my customized pros products. So I've been using Pros for, I guess, like 20 months now, and my hair just looks better all around. It's healthier. I just went eight months between haircuts, and it didn't look it. It's shinier, and I do think it's fuller. And I have never considered myself somebody with naturally good hair. My hair is really fine and kind of blah. So I really attribute all of this to my customized shampoo and conditioner from Pros. That's the big change that I've made in this time period. And I'm also in love with the scent. I get the Corsica scent. So Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. It takes five minutes and they ask you about everything from your hair type and styling routine to some less expected questions like about your diet and exercise routine. So they can take into account environmental factors. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. Pros also has a really cool review and refine feature. So every time I buy a new bottle, I get to tell them how they did and they make tweaks to improve my next bottle even more. It literally gets better the longer I use it. 
And as a carbon-neutral certified B Corp, Crows is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. And their products are also cruelty-free. And they're risk-free. If you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they'll take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair care regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash B-O-P. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash B-O-P for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Okay, should we get into some favorite moments from the past four years? Yeah, we've been doing it for four years. It feels like the announcement is a little sad, but we also have a lot of happy things to reflect on. This is our 207th episode. I can't believe that. Yeah. I I wish somebody made me write down what my expectations were at the beginning of this so I could (laughs) read them aloud on air and laugh at myself. Yeah, it was just... Remember when we went to that, we went to Seymour's for dinner and we both pulled out notepads and we were like, let's talk about what we want. And I was like, well, my blog audience really likes books. So I think we should make it about books. I think we quickly realized that like we could only do one episode a month about books. Remember in the beginning when we had books every other week? Yes. And we used to only do young adult type books mostly. I would not have lasted at that podcast. (laughs) Also, there were not enough good new releases in in young adult to do two books a month that we wanted to have a book club about. No. So I think our reading tastes have evolved a little. (laughs) And and we came to our wits. Like two books a month is a lot. Like sometimes it's all I can do to – I mean, I I, I also just like to read a lot of other books too. So it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. Wait, tell me your favorite podcast moments. Flatter me. Actually, none of these have anything to do with me. No, the I mean, it really did deepen our friendship, like having that time with you every week um, and doing a business together and traveling together for the live shows. Like you saw, again, what a crazy traveler I am and like how not fun I am as a person. <laughs> yeah, I feel like having it on the calendar, even on busy weeks where I would have canceled plans or even in if I didn't feel good or was traveling. Like, it's like, I have talked to you pretty much every week for the past four years for at least an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't say that for most of my friendships. No, me either. I think, you know, when we were doing it in person, I just loved having people over my apartment to do the recordings in person. I think that was such a high. And You know, at one point in time, Cindy Crawford was sitting at my dining table between the two of us recording. Graham Norton was over. Um, Do you remember when Graham Norton came on the podcast and his assistant or somebody emailed us and it was raining out and they were like, can you please have somebody waiting outside? Because I think they thought it was like an office building or something. We were like, yeah, no. Like, ring the doorbell when you get here. (laughs) Yeah. And he showed up and he was an absolute delight. He was. He was, um, like, not a diva at all. But it was, mm -hmm. like... I was, like, what have we gotten ourselves into? Um, That was very funny. Also, along those lines with guests, like, I feel like we we made so many great friends. Like, I, I think, you know, in the influencer space, I have a lot of great friends because in any industry like this, like, you... How do I say this? You don't have coworkers, right? So you really lean on your peers, like just to have someone to kind of talk to, talk to about money, talk to about creative ideas, like all of that. Like, and it's not competitive. It truly is a really collaborative world. And I think the same thing about podcasting. I think about our friendship with Katie Serino. We went on vacation with Katie, with Ashley and Raina from Girls Gotta Eat. Like I sent Ashley and Raina, like really embarrassing fan mail. And I was like, I love your podcast. Like, I want to be your friends. Will you come on my podcast? And like, they said yes. And like, they have become great friends. Same with Kate Kennedy. For that, I'm so grateful. Just like the people in the podcasting space are so great. Like, I mean, having Jared Freed over, I laughed the whole time. Um, It's, I feel like the the people are what make it so great. I feel like the pandemic has really gotten in the way of our ploy that we had going where we were using the podcast to catfish cool people into being our friends. Because then when we went digital, there was like less ability to do that. Like Ashley Spivey, do you remember? We didn't know Ashley Spivey whatsoever. She came on the podcast. 
we got wasted while we were recording on tequila and hung out for that like was- hours. Yeah, you guys stayed in my at my at my dining table for like another three hours after recording. It was like past midnight because she came over late because she had to nanny. And the three of us just sat there drinking. That was one of the most fun recordings. Yeah, but like, like we really had a good track record going of catfishing people into being our friends. It was like you think you're coming for a podcast interview, but you're leaving with two new friends. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. Or you're staying till midnight. <laughs> that was really, really fun. The tours, I mean, the tours were, for me, It's a funny high to hear envelope. you say this, that this was a high because you were so miserable during it. You know, it it's hard. It's it, it Having some distance, I'm like, I can tell my nephews and my niece that, like, one day I went on tour. Like, one day I, like, I was part of a podcast that sold out the Gramercy, Gramercy Theater in New York City. Like, those are That's fucking cool. awesome moments. Like, getting to travel and do this. The tours themselves were so stressful. I was, like, I am very, you, you guys know this about me. I am an introvert. And I felt felt so drained afterwards. Like, and it was so interesting. That was, like, like I've had, a, like, this with boyfriends and seen, like, that stark difference between how people get their energy. And it was, like, I remember just wanting to curl up in like in my hotel room as soon as we finished with the meet and greet and you were like energized and you're like let's go out I'm like just like on a life high right now like I gotta like go party and I was like fuck no I need to like get room service and like hide under a sheet and not speak to people (laughs) so that I really saw like the difference in our personalities come through because neither one is right or wrong it's just who we are yeah it's funny whenever something really excites me this happened last week um, Rachel and I had a brainstorming session for future rom-com pods ideas. And, and we were talking about this idea I was so excited about. And then I was so keyed up afterwards. She left. She was going to Mexico the next day. And I had to like go take myself on a freezing walk because I couldn't sit still because I was so energized from it. That's so funny. I like after something like that, I want to sit and read and like be quiet, be quiet for a little bit. But the tour, I know, I I know that like the tour was not for me, and you know maybe you and Olivia will want a tour. I don't know. I'm just saying, but I I it's still like this thing I did, this thing I accomplished, like we we accomplished together, and that's cool. Like I I think there's some like cool thing in being able to say I did this thing, and it like and it was successful, and people liked it. People bought tickets to come and see us talk. Like they spent their money to see us talk. Like that's, that's something wild. that is still wild to me. So yes, I didn't, like by the end, I was just so worn out. And I think I could have, if if the pandemic didn't happen and if I stayed in New York, I would have enjoyed doing shows in New York. But I think the combination of the travel and everything else, like I was like- You would have loved doing shows in Chicago because you were Chicago's biggest fan. I did love Chicago. I did love Chicago. It was just a great city. If it wasn't so cold, if it wasn't so cold, I'd want to live in Chicago, but it's just too cold for me. I like my my southern climate now. <laughs> what what about you? I mean, even just taking a step back, I am still just blown away that people listen to this podcast period. Like that has not the shine of that has not worn off. And I say this I've I've said this a bunch of times on Instagram and I and I said this during the live shows, but I truly mean it like this podcast has given me a community of people who are just as excited about books as I am and to talk to about what I'm reading, which is, I mean, I used to say that we started this podcast because every book club I've been in has died a slow death by scheduling. <laughs> like very few of my f- close friends are readers. And then of the people that are readers, very few of them have the same tastes as me. So, you know, like there are certain people that I'm like, oh, I know that Rachel will like this book or I know that like my friend Allie will like this book, but I don't have people who have like that one-to-one reading taste with me. And it's so cool that I found this community of people who who want to talk about books and want to talk about the same books that I'm reading. Yeah. That's just been so cool. I think I was already spoiled from that, from having that community in my blog, but like it's, I remember when I found that with the blog and just had these people that liked all the same stuff as me. And I was like, this is so cool. It's wild. I mean, I, I obviously loved touring. I thought it was so fun. I thought it was so cool to get to see, to see an audience and to meet our listeners. I mean, I feel like podcasting, obviously I know that when we're recording this, that then I guess 
tens of thousands of people will listen to this episode, but I'm sitting here at my dining room table staring at a wall in front of me and you're on a Zoom screen. Like it feels very casual. Like this does not feel like I had a meeting. I was five minutes late to this because I had a meeting. Like it does not feel like to me, it does not feel like sit down to prepare a talk for however many thousands of people. So like it was cool to see people, to hear people laughing when we Mm -hmm. were funny or not so funny or embarrassing and to like get that reaction. I don't know. That was really cool. I agree. I agree. Um, friend wise, I agree with you. I have made more friends in the past four years because of this podcast than I made in the previous decade. Like I just made, I mean, the pandemic has kind of complicated this, but like, I just feel like we made friends on friends on friends on friends through this podcast. And that was cool. Mm -hmm. I said this earlier. I don't think without this podcast, I don't think I would have started rom-com pods or written a book. I don't, I'm just like so grateful to this whole experience. I am too. What were your favorite Just Us episodes? You know, I feel like we got really weird during quarantine. And I think that I don't know if people enjoyed it as much as we did. But like doing that Fuck, Mary Kill episode was a lot of fun. That was Um, very funny. When you let me do a snacks episode, like that was pretty great. (laughs) Um, I really liked the travel episode we did because like that just made me laugh. And then I still get DMs being like... I'm a Grace kind of traveler, whereas my husband's a Becca kind of traveler. And that made me laugh. The always ask for more money episode, I just feel proud of because it really, I think it really helps people. Me too. That is the thing that I am most proud of if I had to narrow it down to one thing with this podcast. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I still get a DM, I don't know, like once a week with somebody saying that they listened to it and they used it to get a raise. And that is... Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that's like the best compliment I could get that it, something that we created was useful and helped women get paid more. Yes, I could not agree more. Yeah, I love that episode. I also, yeah. do you remember um, we did a routines episode? This was probably in 2019 about, I think it was about our morning routines. And do you remember the debacle about which way you face in the shower? Yes. Which way do you face? I face the water. Yeah, me too. Okay. And it was a but controversy. A it was so controversial. It was so funny. People could not believe that we faced forward. And yeah. I thought that was so funny. I love I those little things of like, yeah, you think that what you're doing is totally what everyone does. And then when you realize it isn't. Yes, I co- totally agree. I also don't know if this counts as a Just Us episode, but the vo- listener voicemail episode that we did with Hidden Gem book recommendations I have gotten so many amazing book recommendations from that. That's one of my favorite topics, just like the things that don't get enough hype. Um, Yes. I loved that episode, and I have a list of all of them. You can go look at the show notes for that episode. Yeah, I've I've read a lot of those. Yes, I agree. I loved loved that episode. What about favorite guests? Ooh, favorite guests. I'm really proud of the whole Bad on Politics series that we did. And especially mm-hmm. having Stacey Abrams on was unbelievable to me. That was, I still can't believe that happened. <laughs> like somebody that serious and esteemed and accomplished and that she took the time out of her day to talk to us was very humbling. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so proud of that whole series and that we took our own idiocy and lack of knowledge and turned it into something that hopefully was interesting and useful to people and, and helped to inform them. Talking to Elizabeth Gilbert was a life high, truly a oh life my God. high. Yes, yes. And from a substance level, like just the conversation that we had was like something that I think of regularly. Like I mm-hmm. just thought she was so, she had so much wisdom. She was great. Yes. Sally Krawcheck is another one. She is the founder and CEO of Elvest. And before that, she was the uh, president or CEO of Bank of America. And She is somebody that I've admired for a really long time. She is somebody who was a lot less buttoned up than I expected her to be. And she just gave such good real talk advice about finances. And I, oh, I loved her. I loved her too. She was on my list. I just feel like investing and money stuff always really stressed me out and made me scared. And I felt like I left recording with her and felt really empowered and like got my own shit together. Yeah. And then my last one that I would point to is the conversation that we had with Claire and Erica from A Thing or Two, uh, their podcast informally of of a kind, was so wonderful. 
and them talking candidly about how they've navigated having a business together and then also their conversation about um, Erica deciding not to have children or not deciding, but Erica knowing that she didn't want children and Claire having children and like how that's impacted their friendship. I just thought that was a really interesting conversation that I haven't seen broached other places. Yes. I loved that episode. Me too. And I love them. They're great. Yes. What about you? What have been your favorite guests? I mean, I know that like I keep talking about it, but Cindy Crawford, like we had Cindy Crawford on our podcast. Can't believe it. Like my childhood like idol. That was just cool. I think there's just been so many episodes where we just like really, really laughed. Like we've had some very funny people on this on this podcast, like Ashley and Raina, Jared, Katie, Olivia. I just think there was episodes that were just so much fun to record because we just like laugh. And then lastly, getting to meet Alyssa Master Monaco and have her. She helped us in the beginning of Bad on Politics. Just the episodes with her that we did were great. And she um, she was such a gem, so willing to help us, like so thoughtful and kind. And, you know, it was like what happened there was I, I had read her book like ages ago and she randomly followed me back when I like tagged her and was like, I love this book. And so I. I think I was drunk and you were drunk too. And like, I was like, let's see what, let's, let's DM her and see what happens. And she said, yes. And like, that was just so freaking cool. The only reason I didn't put her on my list is because I saw that she was on yours. Agree. Hard agree that that was very cool. She's the best. Yeah. Should we take another quick ad break before we get into end matter? Yes. All right. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're both thinking a lot about our goals and intentions for the year ahead, and maybe you are too. Maybe you want to be a little less stressed, or maybe you need help setting boundaries with somebody in your life. Or maybe you just want to talk to somebody and get an unbiased opinion. And if any of these cases are you, BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors who may be able to help. If you're looking to pinpoint or address anything that interferes with your happiness or prevents you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp could be a great tool for you. Yes, and they make it so easy. So first, you'll fill out a simple online questionnaire that assesses your needs. They're going to ask you about your age, your relationship status, past experience with therapy, and what you're looking to address. And then they'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 24 hours. Then you can choose how you want to interact with them, whether that's messaging them anytime without any scheduling needed or having phone or video sessions, whatever works best for you. And something we really love is that it's not one size fits all. They have counselors who are specialized in specific issues like stress, anxiety, relationships, parenting, addictions, eating, sleeping, trauma, family conflict, LGBT matters, self-esteem, and more. All told, they have over 20,000 licensed professional therapists. And what's cool is that they're committed to facilitating great matches. So if your first therapist isn't a fit, they make it free and easy to switch if you need to. And anything you share is always confidential. Best of all, it's more affordable than traditional online counseling and financial aid is available. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash bad on paper. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bad on paper. All right. Into the end matter. Yes. Do you have an Instagram? No, not this week. Do you? Mm-mm. I do have an obsession. Um, tell me about it. So every year I make a playlist on Spotify and I just put all the songs I like from the year in it. And it's kind of becomes like a time capsule that I have playlists from most of the past years going back to like, I think like 2012, 2011, 2012. And so I had my 2022 playlist. I didn't have very much on it. And for whatever reason, one afternoon last week, I kind of just really slacked on work and just worked on my playlist. And Grace, I am deeply into the vibes of my 2022 playlist. I'll link it in the show yeah, notes like, if anyone I wants to listen. Give me the playlist. I want the playlist. I'll send it to you. I'll text it to you. Okay, give it to me. It's like, please do. Mostly like very empowered girl anthems, I feel like. So great. I'm into that. It's a vibe. Cool. What about you? What are you obsessed with? So I didn't have one, but then you complimented my cardigan. Oh, my God. Grace, it's so good. I am going to spend some serious money after this episode. 
So this brand is Olivia, and it's Olivia with an A. It's not Olivia, Becca's new co-host. It's And the website is shopolivia.com. And I encountered this brand when I worked on that campaign with Florida Prairie, which was they basically did this grant program where they gave $10,000 grants to three different female founded companies that were doing really good things. And Olivia is a fashion company. And what I love about them is that every single piece begins with artwork that is created by an individual with a developmental disability. Um, so these individuals participate in art therapy classes. And from that, um, the prints are developed and she pays them, of course, but like I wanted to make sure that was noted. And the like besides the fact that it's doing like really great things for people with with um different needs, it's also like really cute stuff. So I'm wearing this cardigan that's kind of like two different animal prints. One side is um a navy blue with beige, the other side is a, a um burgundy with light blue. And it's just like really fun. She has great wrap dresses and like really, really good stuff. And she's a female founded small business that is doing great things to support the community. There is a flamingo sweater on their website that's calling my name. I need to look at that because maybe I'll get that and then we can be twins. I love when we twin. Yeah. Oh, that's a good sweater. That's very Becca. Yeah. I will just, yeah. I'll just warn everyone. Um, their clothes do run big, so size down. I'm ready. If you choose to support them. I'm ready. What about reading? What did you read last week? Okay. So I finished Good Rich People. Where did you net out on this? I think I gave it like a B or a B minus. It was not great. It was very twisty and it was okay. It was so outlandish that like I just I, – I didn't really enjoy reading it, but I needed to know what happened. So I just was like, I'll just read this really fast. Being in a sociopath's brain is uh Yes. Ooh. It, it was um, interesting from a writing exercise perspective, but it was hard to read. Yeah. I I didn't enjoy it. But that it said wasn't, from somebody who read one chapter. Yeah. It wasn't I feel like there was another character and you didn't even get to her no. perspective. So you there's like a, it's told by the perspective of two women. One of them is like a very, very rich sociopath woman the other is her victim I guess we could say but she's not actually a victim so that's kind of an an interesting part but I don't want to give anything away in case people do decide to read it the next book is a little bit of a departure for me it's this giant would you say it's fantasy it's um knowing nothing about it yes I would say it's fantasy so it's called Castles in Their Bones by Laura Sebastian. And full disclosure, Underline reached out and was like, do you want to do a sponsored post about this book? And I was like, I'm intrigued, but I need to read it first. Oh, and I was tell- wondering how you found it. I was like, this feels so far off Grace's map. I was wondering if you like knew the author or something. No, Underline reached out and... Underline generally has great books. Like they did, like every book I've ever read from them, they do all the Karen McManus books. They do Katie McGee's books. So I was like, princesses? Like I'll read it. And then it came and I was like, oh, I think this is fantasy. But I have to tell you, I'm halfway through it and I've gotten really into it. Like once I've learned all of the princesses' names, because they have like kind of like fantasy-like names and the kingdoms, and I'm like getting to understand how each of the kingdoms are different, it's great. So it's about three princesses and... um. They are, they're triplets and they are each, there's four kingdoms. So they live in one of the kingdoms and then I'm going to butcher how I describe this. And then there's three other kingdoms and they each marry off into a prince in the other kingdoms. But their mother is like this kind of wicked, like she's kind of like this wicked woman that like is like very aggressive and she's raised the daughters from an early age to be like, I don't know if they're going to be assassins, but they're definitely spies. And so, like, Princess Spies, like, I'm actually super into it. Yeah, like, just as a two-word pitch, Princess Spies does it for me. It's totally a departure for me, but I'm enjoying every minute. Okay. I brought it on the girls' weekend, and every they were all like, what is that? Because <laughs> it's like this big, fat book. And I'm like, oh, let me tell you about the Princess Spies. And <laughs> I'll tell you, everyone on the trip was like, can I? If you get another copy, because sometimes we get extra copies, like, can I have it? Like, I kind of want to read it. <laughs> so uh, more to come, more to come. I'm, it's it's like 500 pages long, and I'm only like 260 pages into it. But I'm, I actually am really liking it. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, I read Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover, 
And I don't know why I was I wasn't avoiding this book, but the description didn't really call to me. It's about a um, woman who's recently been released from prison, and she is trying to reunite reunite with her daughter, and um, she falls in love with a guy who is an inconvenient person for her to fall in love with um, while she's going through this process. And she's trying to atone for her past sins. And I was like, "Eh, I don't really know if this sounds great to me. But did you read the Colleen Hoover, the L profile of her recently? No. There's a really good L profile of her just like talking about how she's approached her career. And it was, it was really interesting to me. And it was, you know, the, I think the hook was the release of this book. And I was I started a book on, oh, I started The Maidens by, what's that guy's name? I forget. Alexander Michalides. I don't know how you pronounce yes. it. but Because I loved The Silent, he wrote The Silent Patient, you, and I loved that. You said that I would like it. I thought you would because the secret society element, but it is slow to get to that. I didn't so. even get to that. And then on yeah. Friday night, Allie was here, and she was raving about it. She had been on vacation in December, and she said this was the best book she read on vacation, And so I picked it up and I didn't like it. And I was just feeling kind of in a rut. And I was like, well, the one thing I can count on a Colleen Hoover book for is just being like a read in one sitting read. And it was. It was great. I ended up liking it way more than I thought I would. I like I really liked it. I and I read it when it came, when we first got the advanced copy sent to us and I really enjoyed it. I feel the same way. You read her books in one or two sittings and they're great. I now have the profile pulled up on my computer, so I'm going to read it when we finish recording. She's just like really mastered addictive. Like I don't know what the formula is, but to like make an addictive read. Have you seen? It's also so interesting. She right now I think has four slots on the New York Times bestseller list because of book talk. Have you gone into Book Talk at all? No, what's Book Talk? B O O K T O K. So it's like TikTok for books. And it's like, I, I know oh. partially about this because my consulting client right now is Scribd, which is an audio and ebook service. But um, there's like this passionate community of book lovers on TikTok, and they're taking these backlist books, not purposefully, but just because like they start getting recommended and then it gets viral. Um, and they're making it onto the New York Times list. So four of Colleen Hoover's books right now are on the top 10 on the New York Times list, even though they're not new. Wow. Good for her. Good for her. And it's like happened with um, Chris, one of Chris, a few of Christina Lawrence and like Taylor Jenkins Reid. Like there's just like all these backlist books that aren't new that TikTok is getting obsessed with. I love that. Go TikTok. I know. So that's what we've got for you. Um If none of those books strike your fancy, we have our book club coming up in two weeks. We are reading Greenwich Park by Catherine Faulkner. Grace, you want to give the pitch? Oh, yes. I loved this book. So this book, um, I've been telling like everyone that I think it's going to be like this year's Girl on the Train or Gone Girl or whatever. But this book is set in um, in London and this woman kind of has it all. So she's married to this handsome architect. She has struggled with fertility for a while and she's finally pregnant. Um, and then she goes to a pre like a prenatal class and meets this other woman she I will say that the main character is a little bit lonely like she doesn't have a ton of girlfriends and she connects with this woman Rachel and Rachel is the total opposite as her so she's smoking and drinking throughout her pregnancy and she's just like a little wild she's also much younger and she's also like just dealing with a lot of stuff so so Helen is kind of taking Rachel under her wing and helping her and letting her stay in their house and all of these things but then it turns out that Rachel knows a secret that is could threaten like Helen's whole world. So like, what are they going to do about it? It's very twisty. It's very fun. I I could not put this book down. It's one of those thrillers that keeps you up all night reading. And I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. I'm very excited. I haven't read it yet. Took this on Grace's recommendation. My copy came in the mail, but I'm saving it till right before book club so that my feelings are fresh. Yeah, it's a good one. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. So join us to talk about that. We have our Facebook group. Come talk to us there. We're on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. Uh, if you have feelings that you would like to share with us about this announcement, I would say email is probably better than DM. We're bad on paper podcast at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at Grace Atwood. My blog is thestripe.com. I post there six days a week and I am probably on Instagram way too much. 
And I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. I also co-created a podcast production studio called Romcom Pods. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you this, but the trailer for our new series, Bone Mary Berry, is coming out uh, next Tuesday on February 15th. So keep an eye out. Yay. That's exciting. Yeah. I didn't put it up further because I don't know if it it's uh, we might- I'm supposed to talk about it so I can easily cut this. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> See you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.